Welcome, everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast, and I'm your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health provider. Here I discuss mental health education and wellness tips. If that's what you're into, welcome. Join me. If this is your first time tuning in, do me a favor and go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you get an alert every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode. Please go ahead and do me a favor and share this podcast out to your friends, your families, your co-workers, your loved ones, so that they can grow and thrive with you. Today's topic is focused on the integration of our shadow self. And before we do that, before we're able to integrate our shadow self, we first have to face our shadow self, which is the repressed parts of ourselves that we are either ashamed of or embarrassed by. Those are the parts of ourselves that we keep hidden, usually things that we've dealt with in childhood that we just don't find very agreeable. So we try to hide those parts away and they end up showing up in our lives and our subconscious. But we're going to talk more about that later on in this episode. Before we get into today's content, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.RestorativeFamilyServices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice, where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. The shadow self is a term coined by Carl Jung a famous psychologist who studied personality. And Jung's theory of the shadow is one of eight elements that make up your unconscious minds, which play out in your personality and the way you relate to people every day. So the shadow was defined by Jung was, it's the dark emotions or negative emotions that we suppressed without even being aware of it, right? I like to always think of life, our internal world, in terms of duality. In all aspects of our lives, we have light and dark. So the light is the thing that we're most proud of, that our strengths, our gifts. So we're very strong in the light, but the dark, which is considered our shadow self, are the things that we hide, we're embarrassed by, the things that we grapple with that we don't want everyone else to know about. Right. So there's always light and dark and our shadow is those dark areas or those dark points that we keep hidden, even from ourselves, even hidden from our own consciousness. The difficulty arises in our lives when we are so disconnected from ourselves that we cut off those parts that we feel others won't accept, that our friends, our families, our loved ones, our community just wouldn't accept about us. This is where the shadow self comes in because it's like a housing complex for all the things that we want to hide or pack away in storage. 
The problem is that the shadow self that we're not giving attention to or awareness to is always there and it bubbles up, you know, when we are triggered, when an experience or something happens in our environment that triggers or an experience that reminds us of unmet need or a negative emotion will be triggered. And because we're not aware and we're not given attention to that shadow self, it just kind of seems to come out of nowhere. I want to give a few examples of how our shadow self shows up, right? So imagine a child who was physically abused. That child then grows up to be a hero, right? Or vigilante. Now this child is standing up and in the face of injustice for anyone who is seemingly being taken advantage of, right? Because that is triggering a shadow part of themselves where they felt powerless, right? And the thing that we see happening is that this person is strong, they're brave. So this is the light part, right? We talk about duality. This is the light part of the shadow. The shadow is that as a child, they felt unprotected. As a child, they felt fearful. So they may take on this hero role, which is a difficult role where they have to save people and come to people's rescue and protect them even from themselves. So they end up having this hero complex or this vigilante where they feel like they have to fight other people's battles and things like that, right? So that's one example of shadow self because behind the scenes is a child who did not get protected. Another example is, let's say there's a people pleaser, right? You come across someone who wants to make everybody comfortable, right? That shadow self of that, right? Because people benefit from people pleasers. You know, they often label them as kind and altruistic and very giving and loving and nurturing. They'll do anything for you. That's the light side of it, right? But we talk about duality. In the housing complex of the unwanted or embarrassed emotions that are not being dealt with, may be a child who was rejected as a child, not chosen, not prioritized, neglected emotionally. And so that is driving them to create this. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be kind. I want to make sure that people are taken care of. Now, people see the benefit of that, but it may be detrimental constantly people pleasing because now you're giving all your energy to making sure that everyone else is pleased and that you're not. So again, replaying that shadow self, that wound of not choosing or not being chosen. So internally, the people pleaser is not being chosen again, even by themselves, because they're choosing to direct all their energy and to making sure everyone else is happy, even at the expense of themselves. So they themselves are not choosing themselves. And that is a shadow part. All right. But it is definitely praised by society because people, you're meeting other people's needs, you're serving others. And so they can look at that as a positive, not aware that this person has this shadow part. And the reason that motivates their people pleasing behavior is due to some unhealed trauma from their childhood. All right. Another example, let me give you one more. All right. So this last example might be triggering to some, but think about 
a fun boy or a player or think about, you know, the girls wanting to have the hot girl summer. Now, outwardly, these individuals appear very confident, like, you know, they're heavily sought after, they're charismatic, they appear to have a lot of confidence, and they're just living their life to the fullest without a care, right? They don't have a care in the world. However, that's the upside, right? That is the light side. But the shadow that may be fueling that part of them could be maybe this person has a lower self-esteem and is looking to the external world for validation, for attention. You know, a lot of times I see this play out in my practice where there's infidelity where one partner cheats on their partner. And the motivation for the cheating behavior is the draw. It's the dopamine hits, the hits of pleasure that come with external validation, right? Because when, and then when you look into the childhood and we, we do the shadow work, we often find that this individual was always compared against others in a negative light. You know, maybe they have, they come from a sibling group where the parents gave more attention to the other siblings, or maybe they didn't line up with their life path, or they didn't go to school or, or get the degrees that individuals in their family got. But there's a unhealed wound there of them not feeling good enough. And so because they don't feel good enough or adequate, they're constantly looking for others to view them as the trophy, view them, you know, as adequate. And that's where that external validation comes from. It's the new conquest. It's the fantasy of having another partner. It's the chase of getting, you know, your desire. So it's usually based on so that that wanting attention is usually because of the wound or the shadow that did not get attention, was not seen as adequate by their family, did not feel like they measured up. And so there's a lot of shame uh, and inadequacy hitting beneath the surface and maybe not even to the viewpoint of the individual who is, is doing this. But a lot of times when we're seeking external validation, it's because we're not walking around with it. But the light side of it is that we're charismatic, we're fun, and you would never know that that's the shadow part because that's the part we keep hidden in our subconscious. So when we ignore our shadow self, there's a whole part of us that we are not giving attention to. So we put up these parts of ourselves that are one-sided and we don't get to integrate ourselves fully. And so your shadow will eventually bubble up and it and it bubbles up in ways that you don't expect, right? Some things that might show up when you ignore your shadow self is number one, self-loathing, self-esteem, you know, where you have a low self-esteem and you're often overly critical of yourself. Number two is self-deceit, right? So you're deceiving yourself and also deceiving others, right? Because you haven't really gotten into who you are as a person. And so you put on this persona for the social world, never really getting to know you. And you also are very deceptive with others. Number three is anxiety and depression that shows up 
Number four is self-sabotage because there is a hidden part of yourself that you just don't feel worthy of whatever you're getting because you're not completely integrated and you're not focused on the duality and the, the good and the bad versions of yourself. So you're feeling like, okay, I don't deserve this. Number five is unhealthy relationships. You often find yourself in unhealthy relationships because that shadow is still calling in and attracting individuals who are vibrating at that same frequency. All right. And if you don't get to know it or get to heal it, you're going to call in individuals who either have similar traumas or you bond over some of the things you went through that were traumatic. Number six is self-absorbed. So you tend to really just be focused on, on you and no one else. Seven is an inflated ego and eight is aggression. So these are all ways that you, if you're not dealing with your shadow self, this is how you're showing up in the world. So when you avoid facing your shadow, you can project your unhealed emotions and traumas onto others. And that makes it difficult for you to have healthy and meaningful relationships, right? And you can get this work done alone. However, it is recommended that if you have trauma, that you work with a mental health professional in your area, all right? The goal of shadow work is to fully integrate all parts of yourself so that you can practice unconditional love for self and so that you can grow in your capacity to give and receive love, all right? So here are six ways that you can face your shadows, okay? Number one is journal through your process. When you get to reflect and you write it down, it puts it down on paper, it gets it out of your head so that you can read it, process it, so definitely get a journal and begin working through your shadow work daily. Number two, observe your unhealthy habits that are holding you back. You know, what are the things that you're doing that you consistently are finding yourself doing when you're triggered, right? So find out what those habits are. Is it Jumping into relationships one after another so you don't ever have to heal from a heartbreak? Is it not being emotionally available and really guarding your heart and um, not really being vulnerable with anyone because you, you don't want the chance of, of being heartbroken? Is it self-sabotaging? Like really looking at how are you showing up? What are the habits that are getting in the way of you having healthy relationships of your success and maybe getting that job or going back to school? Do you procrastinate? What are the habits? Okay. Then I want you to number three is to seek to understand your triggers, your triggers, the things that you have an emotional reaction to understand what is causing this emotional reaction? Why am I so upset about this? What feelings are bubbling up within me? Exploring exploring those things and not being afraid of it, not pushing it down and repressing it. Number four is explore which emotions were not allowed to be expressed as a child. So now go back. Now that you're trying to understand your triggers, now explore which emotions was it that I wasn't allowed to express my vulnerability as a child. Maybe I wasn't allowed to 
get upset, get angry. Maybe I wasn't allowed to be sad or cry. So really understand how your childhood played a role and you're repressing or pushing those emotions away. Number five is avoid shaming and blaming yourself. Be kind to yourself. This is a time where you're showing yourself compassion because you're really making it a safe environment for you to explore all the range of your emotions. So in order to do that, it has to be a judgment-free zone. It has to be free of shaming, free of blaming. And you can do this by being kind to yourself, being compassionate to yourself, and practicing affirmations, okay? Positive affirmations. Number six, my last one is incorporate creativity as you explore your shadow self, right? This will allow your inner child to heal. So if you can do something artistic where you draw, you color, you dance, you sing, but explore your creativity so that you can tap into your inner child and begin that healing process. So in conclusion, in order to truly show up in an authentic way, in the best version of yourself, you have to be able to Accept yourself for the good and the bad, the light and the dark aspects of yourself. This is what restores the balance. You know, when we reject parts of ourselves, we are abandoning ourselves and not showing unconditional love for ourselves. We're saying we only like this part of ourselves, but we're going to reject that other part. And that is an unconditional love. That is love with conditions, right? It puts us in a space where we have to present ourselves as perfect and not as complex human beings with a full range of emotions. So we always want to strive toward unconditional love for ourselves, right? So exploring these repressed areas brings us to a sense of balance, but it also allows us to engage and participate in healthier relationships because we are not carrying unhealed baggage that we project on to others and that we can use as an excuse to participate in toxic behavior patterns, right? It just goes with the saying, healed people can heal people. So when you do the work on yourself, when you integrate all parts of yourself and heal those things, you can attract healthier relationships. All right. Go over to the Rise Tribe Patreon page. We have a accompaniment to this episode, which will help you journal through how to integrate your shadow self. Go ahead and go through those journal prompts so that you can show up more authentically in the world. That's all I have for you today, Rise Tribe. Remember, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.